When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Gary Morgan. With me, as always, is my uh, perpetually infected with elementary school aides friend, Jim Stam. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Um, uh, six-year-olds and colds don't mix. And then Ben always, always brings it home to me. And then I always get it. And my wife gets it about 50% of the time. So anybody got any suggestions out there, feel free. Forget about comments on the show. I need I need <laughs> advice on how to keep germs out of my house. Well, I can tell you how my dad handled it. He just straight up didn't love me till I was 21. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a route you can take if, if you want to try it. But I think you might be too far down the rabbit hole there, brother. Probably so. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get through it. We got no guests today. We had no, you know, it, last couple of weeks have been great, but it's just me and you today, it's, buddy. It's been really fun. We've you know we've had we've talked to to Ford about some some technical baseball and really enjoyed that. We talked to Mike DeCourcy, kind of looked back a little bit. That was mm-hmm. fun. This week, man, everybody I, I'm seeing out there in the media is starting to do these takes about free agents you could sign and who's going to get cut off the 40 man who's getting non-tendered whatnot i have to do it too so it's not sure. like you know i'm judging but this show this time man i want to kind of take a little bit of a different angle at this team building concept here all right i want to look at it almost like building a house all right now as if that's not hard enough Imagine building a house and having no clue what you want the final design to look like, but you got to go ahead and lay the foundation right now. So that's what building a baseball team is like. You're building a foundation. Hopefully you're going to build on. And the point of the whole thing is when you get the walls up fast enough that the elements don't destroy everything else you've laid down as your foundation in the process. I think that's right where we're at, Jim. I think we're at, are the walls going to come up fast enough? Or are we going to see major change before this really has a chance to take root? I mean, think about a few players to base this on. Just a couple. There's two major ones that I I worry about. You got Mitch Keller entering ARB 1. And you've got Brian Reynolds entering ARB 2. Which, okay, he's already signed, so technically he's not an ARB2, but that's the timeline. That's where he's at. Right. Because they cheated him out of the extra year. He's got four years of arbitration. Mitch Keller's only got three so far. Mitch Keller will be done in 2025. Brian Reynolds will be done in 2025. Unless they're extended. Brian Reynolds will be 31. Mitch Keller will be something like 28 or 29. If you're going to build a team, and those two are going to be part of it, we haven't won yet. We all know 2023 isn't going to be a winner, right? And we all know that they are not actively going to go out and make it one. So 2024 is your first real shot. You've got one year left with these guys after that. Unless they do something. Not the greatest timing. Well, if you're building a foundation, isn't that a little shaky? Like right? Cons- considering they're they're your best players the or considering they're your they're they are your best players right now, it's really shaky. You could go ahead and skip past them if you want. You can say, okay, well maybe Brian Reynolds 
is part of what helps pry that window open. But he's not going to be here to enjoy the breeze. You know, <laughs> maybe Mitch Keller is is <clears throat> the patriarch of this pitching staff by the time he's done. But he's not here to experience the fruits of it, really. Maybe he sniffs a division title. That's what a team like this that doesn't extend people is, is dealing with in reality. And I think we all got our hopes up real high when they extended Cabrian Hayes. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I matter of fact, I was like, great, let's do that and let's get Reynolds done too. Um, I said that immediately. Um, probably probably um, too quickly, but I was afraid we'd be at this point, I guess, is what it came down to. That's where I'm at too, because I can sit here and tell you right now, um, I've heard it, and now I've officially heard it from, you know, accredited journalists that actually have passes and go down there and face-to-face talk to people. Yeah. Brian Reynolds is not going anywhere this year. They fully plan for him to be here. But I, I have to start questioning what their plan is after this year if they don't extend him. If he's not part of it, I'm not sure if I'm not sure I'm as comfortable with the process at that point. Right? Well, I mean it seems like if if they are hesitant on getting that done, I mean I think it says a lot. I mean um if if they felt like they were a little closer, I think it'd be done already, Gary. I really do. Um, so that, that, that's a, you know, cause all we're trying to do is read tea leaves, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to at this point. So, um, you know, I'd still like to see him get extended. I, I don't worry about him at 31 being someone who's going to fall off a cliff. I think that that's very premature. Um, you know, um, and I'll go back to it and say this, he's by far their best hitter. Um, yeah, Cruz has all the ability in the world. You know, talk about a guy who's does things that a lot of major league hitters can't do it right now. He does pretty much all of them pretty well. He's a pretty darn good all-round player on a very bad team. He really is. And I don't worry about 31. I don't think 31 is some magical age. No. I just think the the longer in the tooth they let him get, more likely it is that he's going to want that next contract to be four or five years beyond that, that arbitration number because that's the kind of contract he knows he can get now. So it feels to me like if they don't get it done this off season, it ain't going to get done. And if it's not going to get done, I think it changes a whole lot of things. And you know what else changed a whole lot of things for me, Jim? Some of those comments Ben Charrington made in, in that end-of-season press conference. That's what I want to talk about when we come back from the break because, Jim, this, this fool setting it up like Tampa. And that is not what I thought we were going to go down. I did not think we were going to go down that road. And if we're going to go down the Tampa road, Brian Reynolds should be up right now. back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Jim and Gary with you, and yeah, I brought up something real crappy right before the break. But, and I'm not going to read chapter and verse what Ben Charrington said. You guys heard it. You guys have read it. You've seen everything now at this point. I don't, it went over really well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you Let's... need a direct quote from me, you know, or him. I think I think you understand where, where he was going with it. What I took from a lot of his statements there was that he's basically trying to do the Tampa model in the North. Okay? 
which is you, you, you develop talent, you constantly churn talent, you trade people at their peak value before you lose control of them, you bring back in more prospects, you backfill with other prospects. You're constantly churning your roster over and over and over again. Nobody ever settles there for more than five, six years. On occasion, you will extend somebody who you feel to be a generational talent and or a cornerstone piece, or you can talk into signing convincingly affordably. When you do that, there's no guarantee you're still not trading them. It's just you're not going to trade them for a minute, and you're certainly not going to feel pressured to do so. They've done this with Wander Franco, Kiermaier. You know, they've, they've had several players like that that they've done over the years. But every year, as soon as the season ends, what's the first thing you see Tampa Bay do? They come out with their list of players that are on the block. This year it's Choi and, like, you know... <laughs> Right. Yeah, and I mean, they just they just make it known. I mean, you know, it's it's a really interesting way to have to do it. Um, the thing, Gary, that you that that, um, and I'll let you get back to it. But the thing that popped into my mind there is, you know, when we talked about Reynolds, is maybe some of this has to do with waiting to see what Cruz is going to be, and if they want to go that direction with signing someone like they did Wander Franco there in Tampa. And maybe that's something they're going to think about doing. Um, and they don't, you know, they're not going to carry a bunch of big old contracts. We, we know that. Now, they'll carry some. But would they do enough to keep a Reynolds and go try to sign a cruise? And if it's either or, I just, it just popped it. into my head. I could see it. At this point, what I see with, with Brian Reynolds is I think he's played on a bad team for a long time already. And he's excelled through it. They had offered him a contract, you know, last off season, buying out two or three years of his um, time after arbitration, even if one of them was an option year. I think he probably takes it. Now, this is a guy that, that he's he's going to hit thirty home runs in this league. You know, he, he most of the time is going to hit above like 260, 270. He's going to yeah. drive in runs. He's going to get his doubles. He's going to play good defense. He's a good baseball player. Just a good, solid baseball player. He's going to get paid. And he knows he's going to get paid. And he wants to be here. But you, you're not going to get him for just a couple years beyond arbitration at this point. He's too no, good no. for that, for, and, and he's not going to do that to himself. He's not going to well, end his contract at 33. Right, yeah, he wants more security than that, and quite frankly, he's 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 earned it, and he's in a position to, to ask for it and, if not, demand that if he's going to put any you know pen to paper. Right, so it demands a little nuance, right? You want somebody like Ben Sherrington. You want to think he's smart enough to go, you know what we need to do with Reynolds? We need to just sign him until he's 36 years old, make it really front-loaded, um, make it really affordable towards the back. He's probably going to be tailing off a little bit. We can always move him in 26, 27, whatever. You know, by then our system will have provided somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, Fingers crossed. Yeah, but then you, you know, then okay, you can kind of move on from it. He gets you through this window. He, you know, and that's a way to go. I, I just think people look at Tampa's system. They, they think it's this well-oiled machine that's never had a problem. They love everything about it. Oh, they're, they're beating the system. Look at them beating the system down there in Tampa. Well, they ain't won. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a ring yet. I, I don't see them getting one. Um, I, I'm sorry, I don't. I don't see the pitching. And I think ultimately it, it just ends up costing fan bases an opportunity to really love their team. You take away these stars all the time. And if you're going to get somebody like Cabrian Hayes and sign him to eight years and, and sell him as, okay, he's here for eight years, well, he better hit better. I mean, like, that's not going to excite me. You know, like, 
Oh. No, no, that was just Gary. That was just supposed to be. I'm sure you know everyone was was happy about when Hayes signed, but that was just to get things going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, to to you know to get the ball rolling. At least that's what I think fans had thought or hoped. Yeah, I mean it's not like I can't see it. I I see other teams trying to do it too. Baltimore's trying to do it, and um, they've done it exactly this way. To be honest with you, uh, evidence they were in a playoff race this year and and sold off the face of their franchise right in the middle of it because yeah. they knew he wasn't going to resign or he wasn't going to let them pick up his option the next year. So they wanted to get something for him. Well, and isn't that going to be interesting if if Reynolds doesn't sign any type of extension? And, you know, we, we saw the Orioles do it with their closer. We saw Milwaukee do this with Hayter. You know, you can envision a scenario quite easily, and I want to prepare Pirates fans for that, that you could see that with Brian Reynolds. Um, and... Um, I can imagine that going over here like a lead balloon. I don't, I don't know how fans there thought of it. Um, they had a little more hope. That's why they get away with it, Jim. They yeah, but they have it. more. But the Brewers and the Orioles had a little more hope on the horizon. Um, suggesting it or seeing the Pirates doing it without a little more hope, I think it's going to send fans off the deep end. But it could happen. Sure, you know and. And he could also, you know, by by 2025, it's entirely reasonable to think that a lot of these kids that we've been waiting for and have been here and started coming up and whatnot, they have flooded the market and they have taken it over. And, you know, maybe he is no longer seen as, you know, the guy you have to keep. I just think it's a dangerous game to play based on the timing of where we are. Because yeah. if you want to make the most of this thing, you don't want to make it take forever to happen. Like we talked about like the minimal investment that we thought 2023 would take to get this team to a point where they would be competitive, you know, 500 ish. I don't think it takes that much. That's a minimal job to me. And I think technically prize that window open a year early. Well, why wouldn't you want to why wouldn't accelerate it? Right. Why wouldn't you want to accelerate it where you could? Sure. I don't <laughs> think it takes a lot to do that. That's the thing. It's not like I'm asking for, I don't need that magic $100 million. I think coupling these kids getting better with a few strategic free agents and or moves, I think you can probably have this team at least respectable next year, at least in the 500 conversation, which gets you in the wild card conversation, as we've just witnessed with multiple teams. There's no reason not to do that. So to me, it's almost like you go back to college football. You have a, a freshman quarterback who, you know, was a five-star recruit and everybody wanted to see him, right? Well, you don't, you don't want to wait until year four to have that kid surrounded by talent, right? In fact, a lot of coaches don't go out and try to recruit that five-star recruit quarterback until they do have that talent. Because what's the point? You're just going to get him killed. Yeah, you're going to get him beat up physically, mentally, and everything else in between. I just, I'm confused by what they're doing right now. Um, I'll tell you right now, Gary, I think the one thing that they could do quite easily is get an extension done with Mitch Keller. I, I really like to me, and I hate to start prioritizing these things, but they've almost they've almost weird, weirdly lucked out with Keller and uh, to get to the point where had he been pitching like we wanted him to the whole time, he probably is pricing himself out of Pittsburgh. Well, he's Shane Bieber if he pitched like this the whole time. Yeah, so now you've got the now you've got a chance to sign him, get him locked up to some years, and maybe uh, in a situation where you wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise. And that to me is like a no brainer for pitching. Like sure. you got a, you got a guy that looks like he's finally turned the corner, but ha doesn't have like the the numbers behind it to get that big deal. 
oh man, I'm signing him in a heartbeat. I mean, and no guts, no glory too. You know, a team like Tampa, they sign Wander and, you know, look what happened this year. He was injured most of this year, right? It's dead money. And a team like that don't want to have dead money. So it's a risk. But if you want to keep a kid like that, you better do it. You better do it. You can't. You can't be so afraid of your own shadow that you don't even move and can't do anything. And that's what I worry that happens with, with the Pirates and, and, and Sherrington is just like he's being so careful about this, which, hey, great. It's better than being a maniac. But um, like you said, sometimes you got you got to take a risk here and there. You have to. I mean, you got a kid I like Daniel Cruz. Give him another year to show everybody what he can do. Go ahead. Because he won't be here. I'll just tell you right now, he won't. Yeah, he 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 is the he is definitely the kind of guy that again. So now we're talking about Keller. You're talking about Cruz. You're talking about Reynolds. Um, how many of these guys are they re- realistically going to extend? I don't know, Gary. I, I I think they're waiting because they're not sure what, what's going to happen yet. They extended quite a few of them, you know, back in the last successful window. So. I guess my expectation going into this one was nothing was able to allow that then. He'll, he'll allow it this time. I have a new question, though, Jim. Is it the GM that, that wants to do that? I don't know. I don't know that yeah. I see him wanting to do it. I think he fancies himself smart enough to be building a Tampa team. I don't think people realize how long it took Tampa to turn that from just sucking every year into a well-oiled machine. And it's so hard to replicate that. That's There's a reason why we mention Tampa all the time. Because, you know, they're, they're the ones that have, for lack of a better term, perfected that kind of style. And it's just so impossible to replicate. It's impossible um, to replicate for, for a lot of reasons. One of them is when you when you do a teardown rebuild like this, you sell off everything all at once. Well, you bring back a glut of prospects all at once, right? And then right. they all start making their way to the league all at once because you kind of force that to happen because you've moved everything else out, right? So instead of bringing everything up together, Tampa <clears throat> staggered things. They, a couple players a year until finally they got to the point where they had the team all laid out in a ladder facing up. Some guys on their sixth year, some guys on their fifth year, some guys on their fourth, all the way down to the rookie level, and they still have that system to the point where you can look at their roster at the end of the year, know who's on the block, know who's coming up, know why they would let that person come up. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and, and that's the exact opposite right now yep. with what the Pirates have going on. I mean, and especially, you know, at certain positions. I mean, uh, it's it's hard to just, like you said, start off with nothing, get all these prospects, and they're all – they don't all track the same, but they're all not f- that far apart either. So I don't know how you get it. I don't know how you fix that right now. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how you fix that, Gary. I mean, if you're not smart, you don't. And I guess that's the question. Is he smart enough to do this? Nobody pulls this off easily, and nobody does it sustainably. I mean – One thing I think a lot of people forget about the Kansas City Royals freak year where they won the the World Series and they built a lot of that team internally. A lot of people thought they were trying to do the same type of thing that Tampa was. Well, they were. They failed at it. And you know why they failed? Because they got sentimental. They went out and did things like they extended their catcher Perez for 10 years because he was their MVP and they wanted to, you know, 
and they they extended some pitchers who performed really well and some other players that they they got stuck with a little bit too long in the tooth and they they hammered themselves and hogtied themselves into that system never being a thing it's you got to be all in dedicated to it or you're not and well, I don't think this city and, can tolerate them being all in dedicated to it. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Well, this is a tough place to do it, you know, um, because of all because of all the losing and all the mishaps along the way. The interesting thing about it is, Gary, is you know, this is a question I would pose to people: do, Would would pirate fans would they prefer doing what like? a Tampa Bay is doing, which is haven't won it. And I don't think they're going to the way things are set up right now. Could it happen? Sure. But th those are still some long odds. Or would you take a team that let's take San Diego, for instance, going mortgaging everything, right? Yeah. To try to get there. And if, and if you want it, and then they stunk out loud for the next 10 years. Would you accept that? It's just, it's just an interesting question of how pirate fans, would you, would you prefer being in the mix like Tampa or would you prefer once every 10, 15 years, maybe having a shot, a good shot? That's a tough question. I, it's, it is a tough question. I mean, because I don't, I think a lot of people would probably um, claim that they'd be okay with the Tampa model, but only because they've never seen it in practice. Not really. I mean, I say that because Starling Marte would have been gone three years earlier if you really saw what that system is. Right. And, well, look what they've done with pitchers there. Right. Like, look at Blake. Look at Blake Snell. I mean. Yeah, he's a perfect example. He's still pitching well in the playoffs for other teams, and they, they got rid of him because it made sense to them at the time. Sure. I mean, it's it's not just about, believe it or not, making the good trades. They, they do that. They make some bad ones too. They just mask them really well, and their system is deep, and it took a long time for it to get that deep, and it took a lot of sucking for it to get that deep. And then they were really smart and disciplined after it. Again, I don't think this town will take that well. That's all I'm going to say. And it doesn't yeah, even matter yeah. if it works or not. This town is not a town where your stars are shipped off and you're just happy. In fact, you really want to be honest about it. I think a lot of people in this town are satisfied that Gino, Sid, and Latang got re-signed to the Pittsburgh Penguins, even if it means no more cups. Because that's how loyal we are to our stars. Yeah, um, of course, the difference is there is, you know, we have the benefit of the cups that they won not all that long. It's starting to get a little bit longer but not for most franchises that would still be really recent but so that that kind of massages things a little bit but yeah i mean most people know in their heart of hearts that it's probably not good business practice to do what they did but they're okay with it yeah i mean we should probably take another break but let's come back i just want to kind of bring it home a little bit because if they are doing the tampa model what signs do you see that it's actually taking hold? Because if they're trying to do that, man, I got to be honest, folks, it's going to be a lot longer than any of us anticipated because they're not that close. I don't want to think about that, Gary.
back to arguably the most depressing Pirates fan forum ever. <laughs> um, you know, we're going to try to wrap it up on a positive note because I guess what we're trying to do for you today is kind of paint the picture of what worst case scenario of what Ben Charrington's trying to do. It's the Tampa model as it is. I've always thought he was trying to do some kind of a modified version of it. And the signing of Cabrian Hayes, in my estimation, a lesser player, to that long of an extension, made me feel as though, of course, they're going to lock up the stars as well, right? So I guess I thought hybrid. Well, his recent statements have made me feel a little bit less shaky, a little bit more shaky on that subject. That's why I kind of wanted to approach this today and really hammer home where, where that was. Because if it's just the Tampa model, Jim, that means you're really not going out and buying free agents. And if you are, they're going to be borderline guys that you hope to turn around realistically. They're going to be some strategic, like, um, foreign players, you know, you might get from the Korean league or something, you know, things along those lines. I got, I look at this roster and just the holes that we see, they're not going to be filled. They're just not. Yeah. Not. Yeah. You're saying internally right now they're they're, That's what you're, I think, but I think you're talking years and, and I also think we're, we're, the top level, we have to remember the top level of prospects before we even get to the draft picks. We don't even have one of his draft picks up here yet. You, you realize that? <laughs> no, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it. but So, I mean, the, the, the layer of prospects that came before his draft picks and anything else like that, it was underwhelming and always was underwhelming. This is a lot of replacement level and slightly above types. O'Neill Cruz out not not respected, you know. But they're they're not cultivating top top end talent at the very top of the system yet. It's no, just getting no. started. Right. And there's some and look, let's let, let's be honest too. I mean, there's some really really nice pieces that are close. Andy Rodriguez, I mean, Quinn yes. Priester, Mike Burrows. Yes. I can name a bunch of them too. That's what it's starting to come. I'm just saying what's right. what's here right now isn't. And we know rookies suck. We just do. I mean, rookies stink for the most part. So if you're just going that route, you're not going to fortify it. A la Tampa. This ain't happening before Reynolds is gone. Just saying right now. No, I, how could it, Gary? I mean, how could you, if, if, you know, we talked about, and which is ironic because we've heard Sherrington and other people mention urgency before. Yep. And, and, you know, that has, that has a meaning. I mean, my definition of that and their definition must be different because um, what I am seeing is, a lack of urgency from just the patient side of things, which I understand you have to do on some level. You can't just hit fast forward, push guys through and hope it all works out. Sure. You can't do that. But the urgency, I don't see that. I don't see that aspect. I don't either. I mean, I look at a guy like Jack Sawinski. I I actually think they got quite lucky with, you know, I don't think they could have possibly expected him to really contribute last year, especially not to the degree he did. But at the end of the day, that was his rookie season. Almost 20 home runs. Shit ton of strikeouts. Really low batting average. Has an eye for the clutch a little bit. Plays good defense. Probably, uh, you know, a one and a half to two war player. If he doesn't get any better, will he get better? Maybe it really depends on the strikeouts to be blunt with you. It really does. And how much more that power manifests. Maybe, maybe the power just really takes off. You've talked about how slanted that was to his home slate already. So it's crazy. I think, I think 
we don't really know what, what he is yet. But I can tell you right now, he wasn't counted on. He wasn't banked. On. No, that was that was total happenstance that he, he even got the 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 look that he did, and and he just happened to make the most of it. Right. And then he still went through some really really rough spots sure. there. And he's here now, and he should be, and okay, and that's great. But I don't look at that outfield and feel like it's locked up. I, I look at that outfield and I see Brian Reynolds. I see, okay, Jack Sawinski I want to see a little more of. I see Cal Mitchell better do a lot of things, you know, to, in my estimation, to be considered a lock to play the outfield. I'd like to see his arm improve or show me he has more than he's letting on. Um, right. I'd actually like to see him get to balls a little bit more. I don't think he has the, the, the range of the range out there you really want. And the bat has underwhelmed. It really has. Well, and if he and that's what I was just gonna say is look, if he were a guy that could hit, um like you like you would, would hope that he could, you could live with a little bit of that out there. Sure. You know, okay, great. I mean in today's baseball you, you people sacrifice defense all over the place as long as you can hit. Um, so we'd take that. It's just not, it's just not there. And you certainly can't count on it. I mean, I, I, I think G1 Bay, I would, I would love to see him get some more looks too in the outfield. And I'm sure we know? will. I'm sure we'll see him in center field a lot, but yeah, when you really think about like the outfield mix, it's anything but settled. Like, and, not, and your next your next big prospects coming, if you want to consider them that, Travis Swaggerty, who, I'll be honest, I never see being more than much much more than a bench player. Never have, never will, until I see it. Um Matt Gorski, uh late bloomer, maybe. But who knows? In fact, he might even be a first baseman. Yeah, I mean, I kind of. Uh, In fact, you should have. I kind is. of. See, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of see that. Eventually. You know, but Matthew Frazier had a season, not all that dissimilar from what Matt Gorski did last year, and he fell off the face of the earth last year. Yeah, two years ago, Matt Frazier looked like a guy that you could start really considering and sure. boy, did he have a rough season. And he still year. could, you know, Andy yeah. Rodriguez could wind up at the outfield realistically. So we don't really know what the outfield's going to be yet, but they don't have a whole lot of those guys. This is, I think why it's so easy, Jim, to focus on that foundation because it's so freaking stark who it is. You've only got so many players that you can, absolutely be sure about it's Brian Reynolds, O'Neill Cruz, Mitch Keller, and Rowanzi Contreras. And Bednar probably and at Rowanzi, this point if he's yeah, I wouldn't extend Bednar. Not after this. No, I, I'm just saying out. like I'm not I'm not saying ex- part of the extension. I'm just saying like that I can count on right now being um when he's healthy, he, he's an elite type impact guy sure but that's that's it so i mean even rodolfo castro very interesting but still don't know i don't know still don't know as he's probably a 25 home run talent i would think at this point but we don't know we just don't know i mean like there's a lot of of ifs here and a lot of prospects on the way yet I mean, I'm just asking because we, we really have not gotten to his draft picks yet. We talk about timelines all the time. You can just see when you think the team's going to be good. It looks like yeah. 24, 25, somewhere in there, right? Well, that's not going to involve an awful lot of his draft picks yet. No, it's not, you know. Um, look. So where's the window in his head based on that? You get what I mean? Yeah, uh, maybe maybe he's actually telling the truth when he says that that's something. Well, he always avoids it. He always sidesteps it anytime the window is brought up. 
But um, except for the time when he said it would be sooner than most thought. Yeah, well, he also said they're closer to improvement too, which <laughs> yes. is the weirdest, weirdest thing I've ever heard anybody say. Is like, it's not improving, but we're closer to improving, which is so that should be in some kind of like GM speak for dummies type. It's so it's an incredible statement, Gary. Well. It, it's not even the thing is too. A lot of people want to get on journalists like, oh, why don't you challenge him? Why don't you challenge him to say this and that? It just doesn't work that way. Like yeah, he answered it the way he wanted to answer it. Not, no, no, get no reward. Rewording that is going to uh, elicit a different response. No, but I mean, I do think when you look at like. You know, something something I love to look at every year is the Fangraphs roster resource. You know, I, I love when it comes yeah. out. I usually disagree with, with a whole lot of their conjectures and, and things that they, they think are going to happen. But one thing I do like to see is that most of what you look at as you go down through the system is that bright gold color. And that means that most of the players that are coming up beyond like uh, the very highest AAA level are pirates products. And that means like they're starting to trust their system a little bit more than they did in the past. We'll see soon if that's smart or not. That is not what it used to look like. No. And, and quite frankly, it's really going to come down to, we've talked how many times do we say the word development, development, development? Well, now you're going to see if they can develop guys because, like you said, these are all guys that are going to be developed under this system, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's not going to be anyone else to blame here real soon if the bottom falls well, out. No, but that's, they can't... that's a fact, man. It is. This year, and, and I've always said – you know, I've always talked to you about it. I always do these predictions. I always laid out the course of this. Thing. I always stopped at 23. Always. Because I can no longer at that point guess as to what direction he's going to go. It's up, it's up to him to show us at that point. Right. I know how the basic beginning of a rebuild works. That's easy as hell. I knew exactly when they wouldn't wouldn't start spending. I also know right now is the first window I really put where they could, they should invest a little bit of money. I think it goes back to what we talked about a very long time ago on this show. That last window, I know a lot of people felt cheated on the back end of it. I felt cheated on the front end because I thought had they invested a little more money earlier, we could have had a better team going all the way back to like 2012. Right. So I thought we could have had an extra year of playoffs, but I always thought it was on the other end. So I'm kind of there right now. If you put a little bit of money into this team right now, I think they've got a shot. I know they're not going to, at least not to the degree they need to, but the options there. And I got to be honest, and this is just something that I think we all have to confront. Bob Dunning's not the one telling him no. This is his plan. <laughs> well, here, here's the big thing about it is, and this is something that I need to do too, is sit down and look at. I know overall it's not a, a strong crop of free agents this year. And I really want to sit down and look at that and say, who even realistically can we sit here and say that they could bring in or should bring in? And I know for a fact, it's not a robust year for that. So they are in a little bit of a tough spot there. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to sit back and say, oh, well, they shouldn't do anything. But it's something that I want to look into a little bit more just because I feel like they can't sit and do nothing, Gary. And I, I don't think they will do nothing. I just think they'll underwhelm and ultimately not do enough to actually get to that compete level that I think they could. 
Right. I think they'll do enough to improve. And they will improve one way or another next year. They will be better than they were this year. Just from kids getting older and attrition. But in order to really well, take a step, like... I think they'd have to spend a few bucks. And I mean few. I mean 25, 30 million. Right. Well, and we've talked about this too. Like, um, if nothing else, just go and try to get some 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 affordable arms maybe in your bullpen that could help you out, that could, um, sh- you know, shorten games for you. Um, I think there's there's plenty to think about. Like Cruz, you should see some improvement in. I think Cabrian Hayes, that's about as rough of a year as I think Cabrian Hayes can have. Um, it better be. <laughs> I'll say that. I think um, we're going to see Contreras continue to develop. I think Keller's struggles are behind him at this point. So there is going to be some improvement in those areas. Just, just supplement it a little bit. Help, help, help them out. Help the roster out. Exactly. And Henry Davis even said, I loved what Henry Davis said about, you know, I I don't want to hear about player centric. I want to hear about winning centric. I love those types of comments from guys. Um, Because, with whether he's trying to call them out or not, it's good to hear players not be satisfied with, with what the fans are already fed up with. Exactly. So it's it's a big off season. So as we can as we talk through some of these concepts, you know, as the show moves forward, I guess I really wanted to kind of have that foundation laid. <laughs> So that we could really talk from it. Because everything that we talked about, I kind of want to refer back to what his plan is versus what could be done. And I always want to make sure that we always are very clear that we think they could do more and should and the effect it would have. I think you'll always find it's a pretty reasonable ask. And I don't think it would hold back a single prospect. That's the key. Well, that's me. what's, yeah, and that's what's funny about pirate fans is we see it all the time. Pirate fans actually lower their expectations and don't ask for much. You know, they're trying to they get in the mind of well, you know, we don't want to spend the money here, we want to save it here. We don't make unreasonable demands here. We're talking very very basic things that can make a ball club better. Uh, pirate fans know there's no pie in the sky with going out and getting guys. Sure. So why waste your time with it? Yeah, I I mean, like, that's what I mean. We don't have to talk about getting to some magic number, spending some abhorrent amount. Like, I don't need to pretend they're going to bring in Josh Bell. To be honest with you, I'm not even sure that I would want him. I I don't think one of your better players can be that inconsistent, to be honest with you. I I think that's a struggle um, for the middle of your order where your entire offense can go to die for months at a time. I don't want it. Um, It's a little too hot and cold for a team that is probably never going to be an offensive juggernaut in my, in my mind. That's it. Is it better than what we have right now? Oh yeah. Oh God. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Young's better than what we have right now. So don't get it twisted. I say, I don't want him. It's not like uh, I'd be, ticked off if they did it i just don't think he's the greatest <laughs> i really don't so yeah well you know <laughs> I, I, you know it's another interesting thing real quick is the question i would ask is with a with a gm like ben sherrington is 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 there a plan b or is it just Man, you. This is it. This is the. Or do they? Or do they build in some, some things to give you, you know, uh, a, a parachute, a safety net? Or if it doesn't work like this, is it just? Is that it? Yeah. Is he a kid that decided in sixth grade he was going to go to Harvard, and everything about his life up until graduation led up to? him going to Harvard and then he turned out to not get accepted and his whole life crumbles. That's, <laughs> that's Ben Charrington right now. Cause he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. He really does. You can tell. And uh, he, he has always relished this opportunity to build a team and a system himself from the ground up. 
that's in and of itself somebody that's telling you, I think I'm smarter. I think I'm smarter than everybody else, and I can get I can get this done. Bob Nutting's gullible. He'll turn over the keys to his car to anybody he hires and let them run it into the ground before he even wakes up and notices because he doesn't even know what he's looking for. So he better <laughs> yeah, be right. We're going to find want, out real soon. Yeah, you <laughs> want an owner that doesn't meddle. He doesn't, but to a fault almost. Right. Um, but yeah, so I would just, that's what I would question is, is if you really can talk to Sherrington, what does he say, you know, in the sense of, does he have a backup plan if things start to go off the rails or is it just, Hey, I'll be gone and it'll be someone else's mess. Does he think about it? Like politicians do. I don't know, Gary. He might, he might. I mean, and if you think about it, his safety net may very well be, um, on his way out the door going, yeah, well, this owner had my arm tied behind my back. So, and, and who wouldn't what believe did you, him? Wh- right. He could say, what did you expect? I was trying to do it, you know, like you said, with one arm behind my back the whole time yeah. and it didn't work. Who wouldn't believe him? You know, you think Travis Williams going to come out and defend him? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> He'd have to come out and meet a camera, you know? Oh God. I don't, but I don't, I don't think I'll bet you. I'll bet you half the people that follow the Pirates don't know who that is or what he looks like. Well, it might be best. But anyways, uh, that's enough for this week, brother. I I know uh, you're not feeling great, and apparently neither am I, since I wasn't coughing at all until I got on this call, and then you transmitted your germs through the interwebs and smacked me in the face with it. Technology is a wonderful thing. But, uh, yeah, so I appreciate everyone sticking with me this week. uh, as I'm under the weather, but look, this isn't supposed to be depressing, but it's definitely supposed to be looking into the future and saying, Hey, we're at the point where we can start asking these questions and really seeing where they're at. And that's fun, but it's scary too, because it's time Gary for some things to start falling into place. Like you said, I think it's time to start looking forward now a little bit. So next week, let's get started with that. Let's start talking about yeah. non-tenders. Let's get started talking about 40-man decisions, things like that. Move yeah. on forward through into free agency. I think we'll start to paint a picture of what this team looks like. That's exactly right. As we get past, uh, you know, with the postseason and these lists start getting compiled of who's going to be free agents and whatnot, that's something we can talk about and say, like, maybe these are realistic options. And keep them in that, and keep them kind of. Well, that's what we do, but keep it there. So right. So of course, Cody Bellinger. I get it. All right. So <laughs> your buddy, your buddy Cody Bellinger. Yeah. All right. So hey, without further ado, Ben, taking away my brother. Yes, yes, what?